We're back. Yeah. Here we are. What's up? Not much. It's December, what, 9th? Yeah. Heck yeah. That sounds right. No, Man. tomorrow's December 9th. Today's December 8th, right? Yeah, but the day that this comes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Time travel. Time travel. I'm we still not good whoa. at it. No, well, we did it. No uh, one will know it but us. I want to kick off with... Ooh. This episode is kind of on the lengthy side mm-hmm. when I was editing it, but there's nothing to cut. Yeah. Like, it all has to be here. Yeah. And it's all, all worth your time. Yeah. It... I think I... Like, when we did this episode and left, like, the drive home, there's a lot that hit me. It was it was good. Yeah. Really, really good. It's a, it's a thoughtful conversation. It is definitely a thoughtful and unexpected. Yep. Mm-hmm. But... Well worth it. And Super. I'm really glad Sunshine came and hung out with us that Heck day. Heck yeah. It was good. It was really um, good. But it is a month, I think, to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And we should definitely thank the people that make this show yep. possible. There's some thanks needs to go out for sure. So to our Patreons. Thank you. <laughs> let's name I guess, some of them. Let's name some of them. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Cindy, Jeremy, Catherine, Jennifer, Brian, Kaylee, Travis, Tyler, Lindsay, Jesse, Sean, Holly Hill, Allison, and Brian. Man, you guys are awesome. Super duper people. We got a couple new patrons last yes, week. Yes, we did. After we, that, we gained, I can't thank you guys enough for mm-hmm. supporting the show. Yeah. And if you have been listening to the show for a little while, or if this is your first episode and you really mm-hmm. enjoy it, going to patreon.com forward slash look what I did and supporting us for as little as a dollar. There's special content in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, un like unabridged episodes, longer cuts of episodes. Sometimes Aaron and I'll just sit down and kind of yep. chat about stuff. Patreon exclusive. Yeah. And we've content. made a couple gifts. Mm-hmm. So this year, if you were a Patreon member at any level, you got a yep. gift. Um, so definitely look at that. And if that's something you can consider doing, you guys are like in, in place of advertising, you guys are the, are the people that legitimately make this show able to air you put you <laughs> so, push it forward yes um i know that everybody's doing fundraising right now and everything's going on but we'll throw our names in the ring mm-hmm. and if you feel the need to give give the gift of a buck to look what i yeah. did merely um, a buck yeah and we appreciate mm-hmm. it and then uh the next episode is going to be the host wrap up Ooh, yeah so yeah, it'll that's just us. be you and me and heather on this side of a mic. Yeah. We'll see if we can get her to say anything. She's going to deconstruct the <laughs> yeah. year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been thinking about that a whole lot. Like what we're going to talk about. There's, it's been a great year. Yeah. Yeah. A lot going on. Guess what? What? The voicepress.com. That's what we're a part of. You can find us and mm-hmm. other finely curated, independently produced podcast at thevoicepress.com. Please do. I don't want this to go on too, too long as an no. intro. I just want to say, um, I know this episode's a little bit long. Stick around to the end because mm-hmm. it's well worth your time. Um, a lot of valuable information. I think just about mm-hmm. the, I don't know, the inner workings of a creative person's mind, right? And I think yep. it's a very, uh, it's a special treasure when you get a conversation this vulnerable and yeah. Yeah. um something to cherish and i don't think i don't think we get those moments super often no so. i th- you're right yeah it was super cool i'm really glad mm-hmm. we get to give this one to you guys so yeah enjoy hey, there's a ringtone <laughs> right. uh, so tell us who you are and what you do 
That was the slowest glass. All the things that, uh, yeah. yeah. Hi, (laughs) my name is Sunshine Broder. I am a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. I have been for, it seems like an eternity. Uh, I own my own little salon on the south side of Fayetteville, and I've had that for about 14 and a half years. A couple of years ago, actually about, okay, so um, I also am the night on-air personality, listen to Sunshine After Dark on 104.9 The X, Formerly Sunshine in the Morning show. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. Uh, may she rest in peace. <laughs> and um, let's see. I am on the board of Northwest Arkansas Fashion Week. I've done hair and been on the board and emceed and all that ridiculousness. I also am the MC and a storyteller for That's What She Said, which is an adult storytelling group that has been... Performing here in Fayetteville for about four and a half years, I believe. Hmm. And um, I mean, I don't know. You know, I, uh, I formerly I was a clogger. Should I, should I keep going on? Yeah. I, but what do you actually do? No. I, right? <laughs> that, that sounds like a whole bunch of nothing. Actually, Come with it. Okay, so those are your hobbies. But I mean. Right. I wish actually that I had a hobby. That's something I talk about a lot. I don't. I don't have a hobby but i think maybe is it because i don't have time for one i was gonna bring that up because it's like hair daytime stuff you know the that's what she said rehearsals what? but like radio in the evenings when do you have time to go eat slim chicken uh rarely <laughs> rarely do i i um because i was sort of because i switched to evenings like i had my whole schedule really set up right and now i mean i still work too much but i had it set up pretty well and then this switch sort of happened quickly and as a result of it i now am trying to i'm trying to rediscover myself and as a result it seems that i might be going through a small midlife crisis mm. Um, Which is I mean, weird I, at 20 years old. It's but, so yeah. true. Yeah. Well, I was going to say know, 22, but... I'm not going to live very long. I think I had a fortune teller tell me that once. So, you know, 22 seems like a <laughs> most mm-hmm. opportune time <laughs> very for a midlife crisis. Right. If you're going to get one of those in before you hit the grave. It's so the, true. Well, if 44 like, is what it's expected, then yeah, midlife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you time travel so from I'm the 1300s? Die next year. <laughs> yes. Wow. Are you a <laughs> frontiersman? <laughs> I'm a, what are those, what's the, there's an... It, Pioneer woman. There's a television <laughs> show a where cookbook? he just travels through time or something. He's the... It, there, Do- it's a book I feel like also. there's more than Is there Doctor Who? I'm Doctor Who. That's it. That's cooler, yeah. That's All right, about awesome. Yeah. I did watch a lot of Doctor Who in my youth, the one with the curly hair. Mm-hmm. You know, the one that I like feel like is the... the 70s one? Yep. Yes. With the scarf, right? Yes. Scarf. Yeah. Maybe like they all have Doctor scarves, Who. I don't know, but all the other stuff ever since then is just malarkey. So you're not a fan of the reinvention of Doctor I don't know. Who. I've never watched it because why would I? I well, we alienated at least two listeners, but I <laughs> I know. Well, well honestly, <laughs> I to be completely honest, I haven't watched it. I loved it when I was a kid. Right. Yeah, but like same. I said before, I don't have a whole lot of time. And so I really like to dedicate my extra time and my television time to really dumb things like um you know, I was tortured and somehow convinced to watch like Riverdale. You know, just dumb stuff that I don't actually have to think. I think I might have to think with Doctor Who, and I try to keep any spare time that I have avoiding actual brain usage. Hmm. I've tried to get into Doctor Who a couple different times because it feels like it should be in my wheelhouse, and I just haven't made it past like the first 
probably seven episodes of the like reinvention when I, I think right. David Tennant or whoever kicked off that, like uh, the new run of stuff. Mm. Yeah. I lost but too. I just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I only had three channels growing up. We had, you know, a UHF. Yep. Ooh, PBS. Yes, we had PBS. Made possible by. We had, you know, Channel 4 and Channel 11, which I think was ABC and NBC. I don't mm-hmm. really know. Right. I can't even remember. Who cares? But the deal is, is, you know, my name's Sunshine. So my hippie parents were like, so we watch AETN. Mm-hmm. And so I consumed a lot of things like The Muppet Show. Yes. Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers. Charlie Rose. Captain Kangaroo. Yes, Captain Kangaroo, Bozo the Clown. Oh, wait, that was on one of the other networks, actually. I named a dog Bozo after him. And Doctor Who. Fair. But my mom did really love Days of Our Lives. And so... Which may be winding down. 50 years on the air. No way. They didn't renew contracts, apparently. You don't seem to understand. Like I can still tell you all about Bobo and Hopeless. That's what I called them. Is Susan and Lucci Marlena, on that one? No, that That's, is the other one. Yeah, never mind, I won't mention it here. The other one. The other one. Is that the one that got into like a weird, one of them for a while had like this bizarre kind of Days supernatural. Of That's yeah. Was it like lives. where it goes? I think Marlena was all of a sudden like possessed by the devil. Was Vicky on that one? No. She had a twin? I don't think so. Can you imagine being devoted for a show video. for 50 years? That's mm, crazy. That is playing a role for fifty years. Well, when they walk up to you and say you, it's been canceled. You're like, what? Right. You're like, I'm going to walk into traffic. Mm-hmm. I get. You also feel like they've banked some money by now. Like, you would oh, hope. fifty better. years on television. There's, and then the residuals from that have to be crazy. I mean, you're. you're I mean, how do you buy that DVD box set? <laughs> by the truckload, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh man, here's a terabyte <laughs> With hard drive. No music because they have zero rights anymore. <laughs> oh like, my God. well, it wasn't good music. Okay, really? so let's get back anyway. to you. So I met you predominantly as a, um, I said DJ once and I was corrected, as a radio personality. There you go. So that, I've learned something in spending time with hey, you. I do what I can. I, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like it takes a lot to teach me program. something. Yeah. <laughs> You're my AETN. Yes. There is a trifold display in her purse right now. Yes. <laughs> I don't even, but, it took me a minute to, I was like, oh, trifold. Oh. Like yeah. Science is fair. he, right. Yeah. He's the, is he the nerd of the two? No. Uh, it's it, him. Yeah. It? it really is probably oh, more me, yeah. but <laughs> Aaron is the don't, cornucopia I, of dad jokes though. Yeah. Yes. Hey. Like an unstoppered wine you flask. You know, <laughs> what I've heard, though, is that morning radio is really just dad jokes and sound effects, so maybe I can get you a job. <gasps> Aaron! Kidding. Anyway. Do you hear the so, crickets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. What, what got, what inspired you to, because I assume, like, unless you were recruited, that you had to go kind of apply for being a radio personality job, right? I was recruited. Were you really? That was a really fun... I was like, oh, I'm going to just watch him go through the whole thing. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I I have my degree in theater and acting right. and studied with Second City and stuff back when I first got out of college. I thought, I'm totally going to be Tina Fey. And of course, right, that didn't happen. So I was <laughs> doing this stuff with... That's what she said. I was doing the storytelling. And we did a show at George's with a comedian, Raj, 
and I can't pull up his last name in my brain hole. So we did this show. Well, a week or so later, Raj contacted me and he was like, I was asked to judge the air sex competition uh, at Smoke and Barrel <laughs> in a couple of weeks. And after listening to your story, which was my tender tales at the time, right. he said, you seem like the kind of person that would be good at judging an air sex competition. Which, just so you know, think about if you play the air guitar, there is no guitar. Right. So an air sex competition <laughs> would be that there is no partner. Fair. Oh, right. Sort of like a lot of dogs when they go through that stage. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> the wind blows just right, air sex. Air or sex. most married men. Um. Yes. Um, except that I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> so I've heard. Right. So I did. So I judged the air sex competition. Right. I believe that someone from Comedians NWA was there. And then they contacted me and said, we're starting our roast battles. Would you want to be one of the judges for the roast battles? And I was like, sure. And now keep in mind, like, I'm just me, right? I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. So when I did that, both of the times that I did it, I did it with Brandon Lee, who is of 3B Radio, who's on the X. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm only explaining all of this, not for the two of you, but for your listeners. No, yes. actually, I also had no idea Both what them, the road yeah. to this was. Oh, no, I meant I'm explaining who Brandon Lee is for your listeners. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I like this. I like This is a fun game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you just say Bruce Lee? Never mind. Yes, Bruce Lee. Mm. I'll discuss that later. <laughs> so he and I judged the, a couple of roast battles together, and I didn't really know him before that, but like we'd met, you know, he's a, very friendly. And so this is ironic since I'm having a little bit of neck problems today. This right. is going to be a fun way to segue into this. I literally was experiencing vertigo really badly. Right. And I was like laying at a 45 degree angle in my bed, and my phone rings, and it's like a messenger phone call from Brandon. And now, like we said before, being 22, you would think that I know a lot about how Messenger works, but I was like, <laughs> mm -hmm. this is weird. This must be an accident. So I ignore it. And then he calls back and I try to figure out how to answer a phone call on Messenger. And then I figure it out just in time to hang up on him and then call him back. And he's like, what's the problem? And I was like, I am not a millennial. I do not get this. Anyway, he was like, hey, I just pitched you as the new morning host for the X, we fired Roach and I feel like you'd be a really good fit. And I'm like laying there in some pain and weirded out. And I'm like, okay. Cause it seems like the craziest thing ever. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so no, I'm like, okay. Yep, yep. Yeah, sure. That's great. And he's like, well, um, I've already talked to the boss, but I need to find out when we can go have like, you can meet him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a call in a couple of days. Now make sure you answer it. This is the bat phone. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So a couple of days go by. I basically forgot about it because it just didn't seem mm -hmm. like a real. real. Yeah. And your head was spinning, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I was a little dizzy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm doing hair a couple of days later and look down and I see I've missed a messenger phone call from Brandon Lee. And I'm like, oh God, here it goes. So I call back and he was like, I told you to answer. I was like, I know, I know. He's like, so what day can you meet? <laughs> I'm like, Friday. He's like, cool. So Friday, he and I drive up to the hive, ha drink um, bourbon for about four hours with the owner and the owner's uh, lawyer. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, he was like, well, you're real funny. Why don't we see if this can work? And I'm like, okay. And that's how I got the job. Nice. That is, the reason I asked that is because growing up, I really, really wanted to be a radio personality. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't figure out what the route to that was 
was necessarily one time somebody that worked at a radio station. I used to sample food in the food court, and somebody came up and they were you like, "Hand it out, hey, right? not just yeah, like not just you know, weren't eating. Asking I was, for I was thinner at the time. I just fed yeah, other people, <laughs> and uh, so. Wow. But this person worked for a radio station, and they approached me with, "Hey, I think you." I did kind of a comedic pitch for the food, right? right? And they thought that was funny and entertaining. And there was a little brief conversation, but it was a country music station. I was like, oh, but I don't, I was very into alternative music at the time. Right. And so to me, it was like, well, I can't be a radio personality for a thing that I don't care about at all. I like have values and ethics. <laughs> well, but also just like, I didn't mm-hmm. understand how that would, because in my head, a DJ, yep. right? Because I conflated those terms. Mm-hmm you were a DJ who spoke between things and, and you needed to know something about what you were doing. I just didn't understand how that would function. And then like, as you get older and like, there's still like, you don't see a, a job advertisement for a radio personality. Right. Like I've never seen one anywhere, you know, and it becomes this like, well, I guess people just kind of happen into it. Like, I don't understand how that comes together, but it's interesting that you do kind of happen into it. Now, Brandon didn't. He studied whatever it is that you studied. Broadcasting. To do. He studied guess, yeah. broadcasting and then got got a job with the Like X. interned or something. And, yeah, and yeah. then before you know it, he was like Jackson's sidekick as the, in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then just went from there. So you can do the classic, like, movie world internship kind of assistant thing, work your way up. I don't through the- know that it necessarily started out as an intern. He started out like he got his degree and, you know, had been working on his voice and he learned, he knows production right. and all of that stuff. So he may or may not have like applied for the position. I don't actually have the exact. Right. Brandon, are you listening? Um, <laughs> Can you call into our right. not live you, show? <laughs> right, exactly. Hold on, this just in. Yeah. Where is Brandon yeah. calling at inopportune times when you need him? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. I know, I'm like, my neck hurts. Why aren't you calling, Brandon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This would be yes, the time. Yes, this is it. Yeah. So, but, but. His ears are so on fire right now. <laughs> right, right. He's doing his show and he's like, what's going on? Um, Lights but, and headphones. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I think that. If you think about the timing on it, so what, we're going into 2020, it was just right at 2018, um, and I think that part of it was like, because I was a female, mm-hmm. and because the, you know, it was like the year of the woman, because everybody's mm-hmm. like revolting against the fact that the there's all that Me Too and, yeah. stuff, movement, all that stuff is happening, and because I was just boisterous and seemed comfortable in a mm-hmm. situation that would normally be awkward for someone who is not a not trained necessarily or a personality that does that on the fly all right. the time. Right. And so that's why he pitched me. So but radio personality wasn't necessarily on your radar. It had honestly never occurred to me. But really. It, end, it seems like you end up taking the like you've always wanted to be a performer a creative performer and some like that has been a driving force for you. Yes. And then this just almost comes along as an alternative platform to continue building that kind of personality and performance. Yes. Is that Yes, exactly. To- well, because I've been doing hair for so long and I was so excited, like my friends, some of my very close friends that I've known since junior high are the ones that really got together and started. That's what she said. Right. And so 
it did. It sort of felt like a gift. Like, oh, I'm finally going to get to like start using this uh, craft that I spent a lot of time and money on mm. <laughs> and <laughs> um, actually use it. Also, I waited tables and bartended for 13 years. And then I've done, for even longer, I've done hair. And so what I have always been is someone who's like, okay, I have to adjust to what my surroundings are and the mm-hmm. human that I'm dealing with, make you feel good, talk to you, be able to just keep things comfortable. And I feel like my degree in acting most definitely helped me like either not poison people in the restaurant industry and also not <laughs> shave a lot of heads, right. you know? There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, as a result of that sort of stuff, I... I was really glad that that's what she said started. And then when this opportunity happened with the radio, I am, because of the job that I do, like I said, my neck hurts today. Because of the job that I do, it is, I don't think that people quite understand that like, no, I'm not a lumberjack and no, I'm not like laying floor tiles or anything. (laughs) But by standing in one place all day, not moving much, with your arms over your heart, doing teeny tiny little movements with your hands is the worst thing you can possibly do for yourself. It's just like so dumb. And I'm getting old. I've been doing it for a while, you know, since I was like seven. And so I want to see I, those haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is I started cutting hair when I was 13. The flow oh, wow. illegitimately, was, but I did. Can't be legal. <laughs> Definitely not. But you know, I mean I didn't have like a sign out for You're not a rule follower, are you? You know what's funny about that? I actually I know you can't tell by looking but really, I don't break a lot of rules. Now, I speed. I will speed. Yeah. But I don't break a lot of rules. I'm not like Aaron. You keep pointing at Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aaron is, I, he, Aaron's a little more particular, I think. But like in this situation, what I'm trying to say <laughs> is that I am not, I'm not really that big of a rule breaker. Except How for the whole haircutting thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I was, I mean, like, people would, like, by the time I was in college, dudes would, like, bring me a six-pack and I'd cut their right. hair, like, right? Well, and I think your entrepreneurial or, yep. like, driven people are constantly kind of putting them, like, when you're 13, nobody tells you that you can't do that, right? Like, right. okay, if your friends want to pay you five bucks to cut, like, you don't know that there's a health code mm-hmm. and, yeah. right? Like, the, the kids a couple <laughs> years ago, they... <laughs> Like got shut down by the city because they didn't have a business license for their lemonade stand. Like, I think for us growing up, because we're all close to the same age, yeah. like that was never a concern, right? Right, and right. there was a little more freedom. Like, I I can't tell you the number of businesses I started in my front yard that were like, I clean skateboards now, and you know, or whatever the thing, like just dumb stuff. But nobody was going to come by. Nobody dampened that. Drive mm-hmm. to do something. Does that make sense? Like, yes. I, it's like, so I don't, I, all that to say, I don't think you were breaking the rules. I think at 13, 14, 15, you don't know there are rules and right. you're just kind of trying stuff yeah. out. And well, I mean, go. No, no, you, no, I would like for you to speak. I just did. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've had some at home haircuts, not in my home, but it's also a way to like, I don't know, it was pretty cheap. Yeah. But it's I mean, cheap and also, I don't think that, I think that like, Let's say I'm not licensed, okay, right. and I'm at your house, and you want me to cut your hair. I don't think that 
There, the special magic, like Arkansas State Board of Cosmetology, isn't right. They don't care. <laughs> now, if I was set up at the salon that I'm set up now, and oh, I don't yeah. have my that's a different deal. That's a yeah, different yep. I was like the artsy one out of my friends, and I, all my friends had like straight hair, and they were like, "Just trim it." Yeah, you know, give me bangs. I mean, I've trimmed people's hair before. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think there's Same. that line between like. I'm all, almost hobby level, like maybe a high level of hobby level and then really getting into it because I think there's people that bake stuff all the time and sell it. Yep. And right. Like as long as you're under a dollar amount, that's how lo- the Laura bars came about. Uh, yeah, I've got one in my bag. Anyway, <laughs> this is something I have to say though, especially because you ju- mm-hmm. just going on and on about that. So I'm 13, right? I start cutting all my friends hair or whatever. And I went to a very small school in Timbo, Arkansas, and there are literally 20 people in my class. And I was, I was one of the smart kids in the class. And I was always so judgmental and such a turd about things. And I would say things like, <laughs> that girl's so dumb. She's not going to do anything but go to beauty school. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh. So I went, uh, I went oh, to... The turntables right? have turned, yeah. Yes. Uh, so I decided to go get my degree in acting, because mm-hmm. that's what real smart people do. And <laughs> um, and I just was like, oh, I can just cut hair. Like, I'm just gonna, just like what I do on the side, whatever. But then when I moved to Chicago uh, after college and was starting to pursue improv and what have you, and I was still waiting tables, and I was considering poisoning others... I realized that I needed to do something and I thought about, I was like, should I like get my license to teach? Or I was like, I guess I could like, I guess I could go to beauty school. <laughs> and um, one of my friends that I'd moved there with, he was a beauty school dropout and he was like, you know, the Aveda Institute just opened up here. And that's sort of like she, she beauty school. Okay. Mm. okay. It's like if beauty school had an Ivy league. All right. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll go check it out. And I did. I legit like walked in there. They had just opened the place. It was beautiful. And I was like, I can just like already do this. I was real cocky about it. And so (laughs) I gave them all of my money and I ended up in beauty school. And it's something that I never, ever thought that I would do. Never wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to own my own business because my parents owned their own business and I watched how much they worked as a result of it. Mm -hmm. And so I was always like, I will never own my own salon. I will never do this. I'll never do that. And here I am. Here you are. All of the things like this is should be, could this just be a lesson to everyone out there? Never say never. Oh yeah. (laughs) I think there's a, there's a whole musical number in one of my favorite movies about never say never. Really? Well, an American tale with five. Never say never again. I just keep thinking of somewhere out there. That's a good song too. Yeah, that's more romantic than I was going for, though. Yeah, but you so say five. Uh, there's anyway. a couple of things I want to chase down <laughs> here. So one is one thing you've talked about a number of times at this point is that your jobs have been very people facing, right? They're mm-hmm. always interacting with individuals um, in yes. environments that have pretty high expectations, right? And I personally feel like that's actually a really good experience for people that want to be performers and want to have uh, like onstage personality type scenarios because you have to learn to read your audience, right? Like, and that allows you to start to maneuver. 
so normally I try to finish it with a question, but do you think that's played into the the successes that you have had with that's what she said? And, and how, how do you think that has affected you as well? I think what you just said is 100%. So, I mean, I think that waiting tables, I think they call that like school for acting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, um, I, because I mean, if you ever read any of the bios that I've put in any of the dating sites, um, it's I basically <laughs> I would I'm have like, to be on those dating sites, which I'm, I'm not, like, honey. I'm like, fit, <laughs> like I'm your I'm your therapist, your chump, your lover, your biggest fan, right? Like the things that what the things that it it is so true. Like when what you do for a living is interact with the public constantly in any sort of capacity, you are either going to be good at it or you're going to be very bad at it. And the only way to really be able to be high functioning in a service industry is to be able to figure out in this moment, do I need to ask them questions, not ask them questions, talk to them, be nice to them. Mm-hmm. Do they need to be coddled a little bit? Do what, what is it that, I, who do I need to be to make this situation the best? Because what I'm doing is not only am I doing a physical service where I'm either making you a cocktail or I'm making sure your hair looks pretty. What is it that is going to make this the easiest for them, which in turn, my friends, makes it easier for me? 100%. Yep. Now, that skill is going to shift, though, when you're doing something that's more performance-based and less interactive. So yes. when we've been on your show, that's interactive, right? We're having yes. a conversation, mm-hmm. and we are hopefully reading each other well and kind of playing well off of each other. I think if you're doing a performance piece, and I, I full disclosure, I've not seen a That's What She Said show. Well, don't I, worry. We have a YouTube channel. Hey, so I guess Merry I could Christmas. be more time on YouTube. Gonna have to be doing that uh, here in a minute. Yeah. Or if you don't have any plans on Thursday night, we're performing at Moonbrock. Not this tonight. Day. Okay. Next week? Next Thursday? Yes. Hey, Where? I can make that probably. Moonbrock? Hmm. I don't... Well, Rogers. Okay. Okay. Um, but in a scenario where, or let's say you don't have a guest on the show, then it's not reactive, interactive, it's presentation. Yes. Do you think that, how is that different between the two? Like what oh. skill sets are you tapping into differently? Well, one of those skill sets is being an only child and being able to entertain yourself. Okay. <laughs> that is, There's that a lot case, of future radio personalities scenario, yeah. who are plotting their siblings' death right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's too late for me, but. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's real, okay? Like, I can literally be wandering around the house and make myself laugh. And it's solely because, like, I was raised in the middle of 40 acres and my parents worked from home, but they made candles, so they weren't in the house. I was alone a lot, okay? So it's like, how do I not, you know, right, so how do I entertain myself? And so there are, there are some tricks to it. It took me a lot, like, if you were to listen to the first three to five months of my radio show, you would be like, who is that? And why did they keep her? Because I was not, I was not someone who ever really listened a lot to same morning radio shows or radio shows where people are, you know, I listened to the radio. I also listened to NPR, but I didn't, I wasn't like, I grew up listening to the Bobby Bones or whatever, you know? So for me, I was like trying to figure out how to do this thing. And now I try not to be alone because it's a, it's more entertaining for everyone if yeah. I have someone mm-hmm. to interact with. 
But I have different there. There are some websites that give you like bizarre things that have happened from the day. And, you know, and then I'll look on Facebook. What are the events? What are that? And I try to take things that have either happened in my day or ridiculous things that I know that happen to be like, you know, like one thing that we've constantly been talking about because someone got me back on those stupid dating sites is like every person that comes in, I make them like, so tell me the stuff, right? <laughs> and I want the tea. And you, you know, like if there, if anything can bring anything else up, you know, like I can be talking about something then all of a sudden I'll tell you, tell a story about like why I clogged for 12 years. You know, you just have to be able to like free your mind and free association yeah, from topic it's to completely topic. Completely yeah. free association a lot of times. It's a lot harder to do it in the evenings after I've worked all day in the salon okay, by myself. I can see that. Yeah. That's why, especially for my evening show now, I try so hard to have someone in there with me all the time because once you've sort of given your soul away all day mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. people, <laughs> then you then to go in and try to be entertaining, especially now think about everyone you're talking to is also they're already done with their day. They already heard all the news. They don't want to hear it. They're probably a little peeved. They wish they were at home. They're hungry. They're tired. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They're in traffic. And so they're not pumped. And so for me to like try to like teach you a little something or, you know, start talking about whatever everyone else has talked about all day is no bueno at night. Right. Mm-hmm. What was great about the morning is everyone was still halfway asleep. They hadn't heard anything yet. They, I was the first person to really talk to them. I could say anything. Right. You know? And then you become the topic of conversation. I think mm-hmm. you have a good point, too, of it. it's so much easier. Even when this show first came together, immediately to me it was like, well, Aaron has to be a part of this thing because it's going to be difficult without him. And because we've known each other for a long time, that ability to read and Aaron pick up when I'm like, there'll be times where I've lost, like just lost my train of thought because there is no set to what we're doing. We're yep. just improving the whole thing. Yeah. I got that. Just I'm that kidding. right now. Yeah. Actually, no, what's actually <laughs> crickets, crickets. No, I, I'm, I love it. I mean like yeah. this is, this is what, this is the same thing that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which would you prefer? I, I know the answer, but like to have guests or be by yourself, which is. Like, oh, it's the most- way better to have guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah, but, that was a weird long stare. I don't know what just oh, happened. No, right? No, no, <laughs> no. I thought because I thought what he was going to ask me is, "What do you prefer, mornings or nights?" Oh, that's yeah. why I looked at him funny. It was well, like, that was my next the, question? That's not <laughs> the right question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I having people on there is always better because because also like we can get it. We can get into something. We can make yeah. something's mm-hmm. juicy. You know, you can really expand on nothing like you know how many of these sticky things do you guys have or like whatever well and, and then, not not everybody in the room is going to go mind blank at the exact same second so right. hopefully somebody picks up a thread and can kind of run with yeah, it i think yeah. freeze that up well and the other part that i noticed like with us being on the one time before two times before is like in between stuff and it's not live it's like you do your stick thing you know do whatever you the magic there and the doodly do you know and the then do, yeah, and what, then put it out over the airwaves you know and I had people texting going they were saying stuff and then I would say it later and they were like are you not live I, I like, always no. I did always think radio personalities were live and that because I thought our safety net was 
we have complete control before the thing mm-hmm. airs, right? And going into radio the very first time that we went and visited you, I, th- I felt this real pressure that things had to be on <laughs> right away. And it took me a minute to realize that there was more than a two minute delay and that we really could kind of go back and yep. like there, that is, I think the safety net for yeah. that scenario for sure. Cause I can't imagine, have you done it live, live? No, because oh, there's a multitude of reasons and some of which I can't even tell you, but what, <laughs> but not because I can't tell you, like I'll have to kill you if I tell you, Damn. but like oh, I can't tell you I was more intrigued because, by that option. No, just go with right? that one. Yeah. I because think I don't be know. <laughs> But I do know that the um, the program that we use right now, the we don't. I don't think that we actually have the capability in that exact space to do that. Okay. Now, I don't think that that is one hundred percent true. I, you want to know what? I bet it is pretty much true for everybody now because I think before you had to be live. Oh wow! I don't think that there was. Before you had the kind of programming abilities that we have now, yeah. it was all, it was like, it was about like you're spinning a record and you are, you know, shifting your whoosie what's it's and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're on air well, I've, and you don't have options. I've listened to radio before where they've answered the phone and you know it was live because they, like someone starts to say something, you know, that's the whole reason for them calling in is to get on the radio or they'd say, turn your radio down, there's going to be feedback, or you hear the feedback because it's almost live, and it do this right. weird loop thing. Like Adam uh, Carolla and Dr. Drew had a thing that was live. It used to be. This is like years ago. Yeah. So it was one of those things where like you literally stood with your finger over a button to like bleep or to cut the call off. Yeah. Hmm. So I think the FCC also probably had some... Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. It definitely what, helps to have a built-in right. delay. Like, oh, yeah. Like how you, like right now, what my original plan was for this day before I had to go to rehearsal in between hanging out <laughs> with the two of you twice <laughs> was Yay. we were going to do this. We were going to we were gonna pick one or the other to do yeah, first go my to the show location. or whatever yeah. and just do it back to back. Right. And um, like I prefer to be there so like okay, so I have a four hour show. My, right. My, it spans four hours on actual air, but I'm of course not talking for all of that. Although I like that show, we sh- we should try it. Where I talk for four, four hours. Four hours, yeah. Dude, can you imagine if I had to talk for four hours? You know what? If I had to talk, <laughs> actually, I do that at the salon. If only I was my dad. Like, you know, they got this little road. You video, can do like, lavaliers. I and, have them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hmm. what have I been doing? You could this get whole some time? ridiculous stories, and you can get the whole day done in just your yep. eight hours or nine yeah. hours at the salon, yeah. and then just dump the audio when you get to. Dang. We have solved. Um, you probably owe us money for this idea. I think. Okay, you're right. <laughs> mm. I do. Dun, dun, so anyway, dun. like I was saying, I don't even know what I was saying because now. I'm just so sad that my life isn't like that. Well, no, but it can be. Oh, so four hours. I like to be there. I like to get there and start my show and be not. I mean, of course, it's not live, but I like to be there for the first couple of hours 
where I'm trying to get people to call and interact right, and all right. of that sort of stuff because then it gives that opportunity and not actually the illusion that I'm live, but the actual reality that I do exist in that same time and place on the radio. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't happen a lot with a lot of people. Yeah. Well, And it's not... I mean, you are live almost everything runs on a little bit of a delay right like even right. snl not, has a delay and yes so i think at this point like it's not immediately live but you probably fall somewhat within the definition of it because you are present for the first two hours yeah now th what you so uh, i'll have to sh i'll show you what i'm doing whenever we go to the mm -hmm. station today so right. you can see it but like what what we can do what we could do is literally record all of the segments and then I can just place them wherever I want. Right. In Cause I saw you kind of do that where it would be like, okay, we have seven minutes, but I brought on these guys and they're going to talk for 10. So that's going to move this thing around. Right. And, so you just have to like push stuff around right. a little bit just to, and that's one of the things that's like uh, the good and bad of having guests on. So like, let's say for instance, I really needed to get out of there quickly on Tuesday because I needed to get to rehearsal. Right. But I did have guests and they were great. And so we're chatting. And then before you know it, I'm just like so far behind and it's this whole thing. And so it's like, it, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Like mm. sometimes it's amazing. And sometimes it's like, Oh, those seven other things that I keep myself occupied with really, I needed to be better at my time management. That's a thing for every creative, I think. Yeah. Is the I mean, I take drugs for my ADD, ADHD, but like they, you know, can only help me so much. <laughs> I don't think the drugs help you fill out a calendar. No, they don't. Or look at a watch. And that is why <laughs> Hannah will be joining us today because she's going to be my new calendar. All right. Oh, hey, so you have an yeah. assistant? We were trying to hire her away in the last show, but you're going to keep um, her now? That's We should put this as a like recruitment try. Yeah. Attempt again. Yeah. yeah. Now that she sees the Does professionalism she of our setup yeah. and nobody Dang on it. the planet knows like what we're talking about right no. now. I will nope. ever see that. No, a few people will because I had people that listened and messaged oh, saying, right. I heard you. Yes. Mm -hmm. I wish you a merry Ishmish. I wish you a merry Ishmish. Oh, wow. That's the best one you've ever done. Not even kidding. Dude, that's so good. We have to use that on multiple multiple things. That was good. Daniel, good job. Hold on. Listen. There's a high five. Yeah, you don't get those often. <laughs> no! That was good. And it's a gift you can re-gift without feeling bad. Isn't that how you put it? Yeah. High fives. The gift you can re-gift without feeling that's bad about it. it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's been, that's on, a that's been around for a long time. Yeah, a very long time. Uh... So once again, our warthog middle music. <laughs> so good. Man, Will Nicholson with the gift that really keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, he uh, gave and all he got was our show. I know. Yeah, <laughs> not worth it for him. <laughs> no. I mean, pretty good for us. Um, nah, it's okay for him. But we are still, you know, looking for other music to put in the yep. ish point or even as an intro. So mm -hmm. if you've made a cool little ditty somewhere... No acapella. We should get an acapella <laughs> intro. Just not pentatonics. Cool no offense, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Let's uh, sh let's shoot for that acapella on the new year. Hey, do you know people in your life that you haven't bought a gift for yet? Oh my goodness! And you want All to give them? them something special mm. that says a lot about who you are? Yeah. Give them the gift of your favorite podcast T-shirt. Yeah, by what would that be? <laughs> to look what I did. <laughs> net and ordering a two-headed Hydra tea. Yes, 
you should do it. That's a great gift. Oh, gift it to yourself. Yes. Gift it to other people. Heck yeah. But Heck we yeah. have some t-shirts, and they could be yours. Also on that, are there people you don't like? Buy them a t-shirt. Ooh. <laughs> and what? What? No, don't do it. It still gets them sold, though. Come on. Okay, I guess it's like. Work. Also, for any purchase made right now, yes. we'll throw in a free sticker. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about adding that sticker to the cart. We'll just throw it in there. We'll just throw it in there. Yep. Throw it in. The time of gifting. Maybe we'll do something mm-hmm. special in one order. Like a golden No, ticket. here we go. The first person to place a t-shirt order, we will give them a special singular gift. Ooh. We haven't figured out what that is yet, but we'll do it. We'll do it. How's your sawdust so, collection? <laughs> so, www.lookwhatidid.net, mm-hmm. and you can go to the shop, and you can check out the things that we have in there. And that's another great way of supporting the show. Yes. Um, if you're not in a situation to do it monthly mm-hmm. through Patreon. Right. Another way you can give is to uh, rate and review on, yes. on uh, iTunes. That is the that is the way everybody the, can give. Yes. Please, it makes, it makes a huge difference. It really gets us out in front of a lot of people. Yeah, really. And really. also, I I don't know if we. It's almost hard to kind of like get this information out there. Mm-hmm. But just going to the website and looking through the gallery of past yes. guests, the photos that Heather she's mm-hmm. responsible, I'd say for ninety eight percent of the photos yep. on the website. They're All the incredible. Good ones. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> if it looks good, it was Heather. Um, but it's a really cool look sometimes at like the person's work environment or some of the stuff that they've made yeah. in some cases we're just putting a face with a name mm-hmm. um but it, there really is some neat stuff there and it's worth kind of scrolling around through the website and seeing mm-hmm. uh the past guests that we've had people who are supporting us on patreon the stuff we have in the shop so uh, a lot of time and effort was put into that website it was yeah we'd appreciate yeah. you checking definitely it out. makes it more personal i think if you can hear the person speaking and you've got a face to go with the voice and everything yeah it's interesting yeah because sometimes this conversation can be very visually oriented yeah and it helps to have this portal 100 percent yeah like yeah. doug cotton's yeah. i think was a prime oh, example man. if we're talking about these images yep. the entire time yes and you can't see it unless you go to the website mm-hmm. so we've tried to make it an interactive storybook yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> for you but uh yeah so check out those things and we'll see you guys in two weeks for the host wrap up yeah. as well. If you have any questions, Please. send them to us. Twitter, yes. Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. um, privately text Aaron. I don't care. And uh, <laughs> My number is. <laughs> <laughs> they can hit you up at Aaron at lookwhatidid.net yep. just directly. There you go. Um, ooh, that'd be funny if people sent us questions for the other people in oh. private. And hmm. we just like spring the question on you. Okay. We could try that. Well, we'll have to see if anybody sends yeah. that in. But yeah. anyway. Uh, we, we will exclude ourselves from those questions. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Back to Miss Sunshine, Sunshine Broder. So, I I think that Hannah likes me. Because, like, when I messaged, I, she was going to come at four today because I didn't realize. Because I thought, right, we right, were. Right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she, I messaged her and I was like, hey, it's not going to be until 5.30, 5.45. Is that okay? And she was like, yeah, but I have to be at something at 6.45 for school. Is that okay? And I'm like, Hannah, um, you're doing me a favor. <laughs> so first of all, school is the most important thing for you. And second, like... Unless you're taking you acting. Never. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> Daniel, it's coming into play now. Do you, listen, Come if on. I didn't have a degree in acting, none of this would be happening. You would not be sitting at my dining room table with a microphone in your no, face right exactly now. Right. She's saying the show 
Our show. Your oh. show wouldn't even have been happening. Thank you, Sunshine. You're welcome. Yeah. You, you didn't know you're our inspiration? You're our inspiration. You, you give meaning to my life. <laughs> I mean, I am Sunshine. I am the center of the universe. Oh, wait. Solar system. And I am also probably the most serenaded human as there are more songs with the word sunshine in it. Fair than. enough. Gosh. And your show existed before our show. So there is no denying that you may have been the precursor to this. Okay. I, listen, don't. Don't give me the big head, okay? Wow, I mean, there's so much butter here. I thought, I thought that's why you had Paula to lay down Dean on the floor. <laughs> Man, oh, whoa, minus what? the whatever. You did say I was on your bucket list, what? and here you are. Dun, 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 at yep. the dining room table. We're trying to bail this out now. Right. <laughs> here, let me get the shovel. Okay. Whoa. What is what is the future of the show for you, like? Do you is this a step towards another thing? Is this something they're just going to continue to do until it's not fun? Like, what is where does radio personality? Because I think that's a that's um, probably like making music or whatever. It's it's a field that's probably hard to generate a living from, 100%. right? Or even a podcast, right? Like mm-hmm. a podcast is extremely difficult, and Aaron and I wouldn't know to generate a living from. But I know what I want to do with this and what opportunities kind of can present themselves or what I can try to take advantage of because of having this mm-hmm. this show, right? Is there a, a, a long-term plan with the Sunshine Show? Yes. Which is hard to say out loud, Sunshine Show. Say that. Careful. Well, it's yeah. listen to Sunshine. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Well, right. Get it together. But I just wanted to say Sunshine Show because... Sunshine <laughs> Show. Sunshine Show. She shall, she shall by the Sunshine Show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, well, besides desperately searching for a sugar daddy, which I have been for quite some time, in fact, I even every once in a while on air, I'm like, hey, if anyone wants to adopt me, um, I'm a pretty good cook. And anyway, no, that aside, yes. So presently in the works, I've put together, and this is going to sound crazy, the Board of Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And I have, I'm recruiting some people to kind of come together and have a meeting of the minds to help me because, as I said before, I'm having a midlife crisis. And it's also hard to see yourself mm-hmm. sometimes. And um, I joke and go on and on about how I'm so amazing and everybody loves me and blah, 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 which is true. Yeah. But, I was going to say, <laughs> I mean, I fact checked it and it say, ends up saying it's true, true things yeah. normally isn't a joke. Well, actually, it's all comedy, right? Right. The it is. Wait a second. about the painful truth. Yes. Ouch. Yes. Mm. So I. So what I'm trying to do now, like the deal is, is like, uh, while I may or may not have known a million people and I got the opportunity to like go judge these things and do this stuff before I had this radio show, those sort of things afforded me this moment where all of a sudden I get this radio show, mm-hmm. which is essentially the only reason that now I'm in a place where I've emceed you know, the Pride Parades. I'm emceeing the Rogers Christmas Parade. I um, I got a paid gig emceeing for, like, the Revive Meta Spa um, Soiree. Can you be on our board of directors? Yes, but, like, <laughs> We need to figure out this getting paid gigs thing. <laughs> right. Well, the reason... I mean, so, so the only reason that I'm getting those sorts of things is because I have this sort of... Now I have this... Uh, 
platform? You have a platform. I have a platform yeah. mm-hmm. and like a title and like, you know, like, I don't know, maybe 2,000 people hear me a day. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe more. Who knows? Who knows? But as a result of that, I'm like, I have to get out of working in the salon. Right. And now the salon pays the bills. Right. As much as it's just beauty shop, it's a money maker mm. and also in excruciatingly physically taxing. So I am trying now to take this platform that I have been given and sort of use it to to sort of um, use this platform to sort of make make more out of that so that I can I am a personality I am someone that will MC things I am I am in the process of sort of like brainstorming different ideas for a podcast I actually have one that's like oh my god I could just die I'll tell you guys about it when we're not on air and um, somebody's already thought of it just so you know but yeah it's, yeah it's cool whatever <laughs> but um, but it'll just be do mine. it better do it I'm better gonna, oh you have no idea and then one that I don't I, and then and then one that's the more not so like niche right weirdo so that's why I have the board of sunshine the board of sunshine is there to like these are people that either do things that I don't do or they do them better. They know different people. They have a different perspective. They, I, I love them and I know that they love me. Mm-hmm. And, and I want them to, I want to like present all this stuff and be like, okay, now tell me I'm either full of it or wait a second. Why don't you try this angle? Hey, I know somebody that sort of thing because I've gotten, I am because I'm so busy. I don't even have the time to like sit down and like plan what my next show is going to be, much less figure out how to better myself and better my show so that I can grow this. God, I hate to like even say what I'm about to mm. say, but like grow my brand. Yep. yep. Your persona. No, I think yeah, it's. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah. No, I. I so. Interestingly, I talk all the time about a personal board of directors and it is the people that you go to for advice and a sounding board. And depending on what, like, you know, my wife is on my board of directors, right? Like she has input over what decisions should look like and be like and how they financially impact things. I have a friend who we worked together and he's an astute business person and he is very clinical about stuff and that approach to things and monetizing things. And I think, I think more people, it pleases me no end that you're saying this as I brought in a group of people to give me honest, real feedback mm-hmm. about what they think I can do with, with this thing because I don't think people do that enough. I think you look for fluffers, right? Like, yes, I'm, I'm just surrounding myself with people that say yes all the yep. time like and then parents. you try and you fail <laughs> and you don't understand why because mm-hmm. everybody said I was going to be a famous actor or whatever the right. thing is, right? Yeah. And I think having people that love you enough to be honest, which is a yes. different kind of love. 100%. Than, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wish more people, I cannot hammer that message home enough. Yeah. I think it's super smart. I So listen to Sunshine is born from the fact that for since I was a teenager, I would like it, I would call people out and I would be like, listen. 
And I mean, my my old school friends will I can see seven year old sunshine. So much of my head right like, now, with just out hair. on the front step and like, now you listen to sunshine. This is not the <laughs> with that face mm-hmm. and a timbo. And like my eyebrows are raised. I mean, they're raising pretty good right now. I need more Botox. Botox. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I, because, right, because I waited tables, bartend, hair, all of this stuff, because people would come to me and because I, because like my mother was the, my mother was the mother that all of my friends went to and Mm. loved her. And she, you know, Mm -hmm. would tell them, she would be honest with them. And it's not, I am, as much as what I am telling you guys all along here that I'm acting and this is BS and I am, um, figuring out who I need to be for everyone. At the same time, I also have a really hard time. Like if I can't be honest, I will just be quiet. And so I'm a little bit hammer of truth. I'm a little bit like, here's the deal. I love you and you need to hear this. And like, it sucks, but like you are going about this backwards. Mm. And so the listen to sunshine is legitimately my, I, I don't, I don't perform well unless I can be honest and I can smell someone giving me BS and I, I don't like the people that I surround myself closest with are not the kind of people are not people that are fluffing me because you get enough of that. And like, as someone who like, I mean, I, I worked all over this town and like people always want to get their hair done by me and this, that and the other. And I'm just like, yeah, I do good hair, but like, a lot of people do good hair, you know, and I like, I want someone to be super, I mean, like I have a, one of my really good friends doesn't come to me anymore because like we couldn't hang out any other time except when I did her hair and her hair was always too dark. And you want to know what? Somebody else is over there making her hair too dark right now because her hair loves to pull dark and it's not my fault anymore. And we're still the best of friends and I love it. <laughs> but like, that's because she's on my board. You right, know what I'm right. saying? Because she was just like, I can't take it anymore. And I'm like, yeah. girl, go. You know, right. was that was that related to anything? We were I don't know. About? It wandered it off was, there at the end with no, the dark hair. So I was like, yeah. I don't know what pulling dark means. But <laughs> what I'm saying is having people you were talking about right. the board of directors, the board of directors yeah. and having people that will be as honest with you, whether it is something that you you is a nice thing to hear or not. Right. And yep. I feel like I feel I I kind of. I'm, can I get just tiny bit woo-woo for 100%. just a second? Oh, God, okay. Like, I don't feel like I was put on this earth to, like, have kids or, like, um, you know, create some sort of, like, perfectly magical anything that's, like, substantial that you can touch, right? Right, right. But the whole... The whole, I always have felt like one of... The reason that I'm here, if, we are, if any of us are here for a reason, uh, is that I am someone who will tell you the truth Mm -hmm. i will give you this piece of advice this nugget that whether you hear it in that moment and are like gosh sunshine's so smart it might be 10 years from now and you act on that and you may not even remember me that's not the point you know i just feel like what the gift that i was given to give out is that is the best perspective and the best advice that I can possibly give to someone and not blow smoke up your hiney. I, yeah, I like that. I think 
there was a conversation more and more. I think that people that I like, I refer to myself as a storyteller and this show is kind of telling your story, right? Like, but I do kind of, I think the same thing for me, right? Like that, that I can tell you the truth in a way that is, uh, digestible yeah, um, and still get the truth across. But I, I think there may be a through line of ultimately a storyteller is they have a personal truth or a truth that they need to share with the world. And you may see that like encased in science fiction or in a radio show or, and it, like the truth here is I think everybody's capable of being creative. I think we just shut ourselves off to that path too soon because of adversity or failure or whatever that thing mm -hmm. is. And, and really trying to, to pull that out of people of like, no, you can do this something. You just haven't found the right thing or you haven't stuck with it long enough. Right. And trying to share that passion for a thing with people. But I, I find that, I guess I haven't heard another person say it. And so I find it personally inspiring to hear as a story, my story is that I have a truth to tell, you know, that I yeah. can share that truth. I think that's really, and I was going to ask, like, I think when you have a radio show or when you have a stage performance or whatever that thing is, the best performers lean on realities of their personality to create an exceptional acting performance. And, but you tend to push back pieces of yourself that you want to downplay a little bit or doesn't play as well with an audience. And what I was going to ask was, what is the piece that the audience doesn't like necessarily actually, no, I think this question still holds. If you're comfortable talking about that, what is the, what is a piece of sunshine that you don't generally share with your audience, with the world? You don't have to. You edit, right? <laughs> this I think that part of what makes me good at listening and advising is that I am very much an empath and I also think that people see it and that are close to me and people know but there is, and I guess honestly, it's the truth. It's like it's like any comedian, any person that um, uses a lot of comedy in their life is because there's a lot of sadness, right? And um, that's probably the thing that I try to hide the most is just. Uh, how much I struggle and have struggled. It's gotten a lot better actually, even though I'm crying on your podcast <laughs> on our re recently recategorized as comedy interview. <laughs> Not yeah. one time I've been like, you know what? We should definitely have tissues. <laughs> I know uh, I'm a, I uh, do have some. Well, actually. No, I'm actually fine. Um, I think that the, the, my life isn't tragic. Right. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, but I think that we all struggle with our sense of self, our self-esteem. I think that, of course, it 
most things in life come from what my father liked to refer to as toilet training, which is, you know, how you're raised. And I'm very fortunate that I have amazing parents, but we all struggle with the story that you're told by someone else, by a family member, a friend, anything when you're young, and learning to... Learning to realize that that's not your story. That is the story that someone else has about you, or it mostly has something to do with them. And it's very hard sometimes to realize that what other people have to say about you or to you generally has nothing to do with you. It's not about you. That's their problem. And I think that we as human beings struggle to create our own stories. We hold on to the things that people say to us or about us, and we let that be the thing that keeps us from being creative or from being better or happier or expressing ourselves in the truest way we possibly can, being completely authentic. I think that if we could just come, just remember that that it's ours, it's not someone else's. And I know that the trying not to sound like a total moron right now and I, explain this, no, but does that no, no, make no, no, sense? Yeah, it, well, it's very true. Because I've never thought about it maybe in these terms, but I think the story told to us, we are auxiliary secondary players in that person's narrative mm-hmm. of their life, right? And so you're by nature one-dimensional in that telling. And I think if we listen to people tell us our story from their perspective, we'll always hear a shadow of what we believe we are, right? Is that in line with kind of what you're... I think so. Because as I've found what more and more as I get older, I think what what I want my story to be and, and how I'm trying to craft that narrative, it feels more three-dimensional because now it's from my first-person perspective and it's not the perspective of how my mom views me, right? Mm-hmm. And and she has a, a beautiful, colorful story, but it's still one-dimensional to who I think I really, really am. Yeah. And um, I think sometimes the colliding of those worlds, because that one dimension you hear, well, when we were saying about like holding a facet of ourselves back, right? Like sometimes people will not acknowledge what we might think is really beautiful about us, right? And you start to hear just this kind of, just a mediocre, washed out version of you. And if you buy into that, you struggle with, and I know I've struggled terribly with low self-esteem and depression over the years, you know. Um, Fortunately, I think I'm more on the other side, but even last week, I was really, really in a funk, and it doesn't happen often. No, and I think that was the first, and I said to you, I was like, what's going on, you know, because that was the first that I'd witnessed you being like that. I was like, man. But uh, yeah, I just got caught in a weird spot and it was hard to get through it. I think that, I think there's two sides to that. And I think we were both kind of talking about both sides. Like, so, so right. So like, say your mom just thinks that like rainbows fly out of your face every time your eyes open. <laughs> and the harsh and reality of, like, oh, maybe right. that's not true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe, you know this one time you were lazy doing something and your dad told you you were lazy. And so for some reason for the rest of your life, you're completely convinced that you're lazy, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, and the thing is, is 
you do nine jobs. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it just, it just depends, you know, what we decide to hear and what we decide to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, I mean, I've had a lot of therapy, so there's that. <laughs> but I think that, I think that it's hard. I think that, it, and like, and like we just said, I've just asked a bunch of people to be on a board to tell me to to please say that rainbows fly out of my face whenever I smile, you know. But that's not what I'm trying. That's not it. I know that they think that about me, but I also know that they'll say this one isn't going to work for you, right? Um, why don't we come at it at this direction, or actually scratch that and this, that, and the other, right? You know, because. Because also they didn't know me when I was nine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they didn't, they have got, they see me for what I'm doing and where I am in my life now. Some right. of them I've known for 10 years, some for 15, you know, but they, but there is something inherent about the stories that we were told as children about ourselves or about how the world might view us because of whatever that we hold on to. And it does, it can, it can, Shape how you walk through the world, and boo, how about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, did I just go? I went all in on it, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I, th- but that's one of my favorite things. I think when we do this is getting to because I will say, and and I mean this respectfully, but the character of sunshine sat down at the table initially. And that's most of what I've ever interacted with is the character of sunshine. Right. And one thing I love when we do this right, or when things align is the moment where you get the person, because I think people are beautiful and like, I want to know and be a witness to the story that they're telling in the world. But I also, I think there's something really precious and special about, then the person behind that screen and the full three dimensionality of it. And we've been lucky enough a couple of times, I think to have those moments mm-hmm. and it's, it's a luck. You're not going to get that all the time. Yeah. And I think when people like yourself are willing to be honest and raw, it allows for people to have that conversation more easily, mm-hmm. not necessarily like on a show, but just in real life, like yeah. just honestly have this conversation with yes. yourself about why maybe you're scared to put yourself out there or you take it really, I take it really, really hard when I'm told I'm not doing well, right? Like my need for approval is so, so bad because foundationally I believe people will choose one day to not love me, right? Like, and so my need for that reinforcement is insane. And like coming to grips with that of how much I strangled relationships sometimes. And I don't mean like romantic ones, just right. friendships, yes. because it was like, if you're not giving me all your attention and giving me positive reinforcement every second of every day, I believe you have abandoned me Yeah, <laughs> and nobody has that much energy. You can't, mm-hmm. I had to confront that in myself to, and you've probably seen some of that change over time. I think of like more self-acceptance of just me. Mm-hmm alone has led to a much more relaxed approach, Mm -hmm. I think in things, but, and I think we, I don't know. I think these conversations are absolutely important in everyday life, like not for a show or a soundbite, but like just to heal and grow, you know, I think that, 
part of so right so the sunshine show which showed up earlier uh that is also me you know but it's highlights right it's the it's the highlight mm-hmm. reel and it is what it's I, everybody's instagram feed right right i showed up with i showed up and i showed you my grid this isn't the stories this is the grid okay mm-hmm. um and i'm always I, on vacation yeah it's amazing and have you seen how long and slender my legs are um that's called photoshop okay so i think that when I am one-on-one with people, and I think one of the main reasons also that people come to me for hair and have loved to come, like I have the majority of my clients are the same clients that I've had for 10 years or more. And as much as they're like, oh, nobody else can do my hair, like it's, that's not it. They come because, because we have a relationship, mm-hmm. because there are very few of them that I probably haven't cried in front of. And that's the part, that's the, that's the listen to sunshine, not the like just sassy, mean little girl with her hand on her hip, but the person who will, can try to relate to what it is, what's the problem we're trying to solve here, you know, and how can we get to the heart of it and how can we just like try to figure out how to let some of it go. You know, when we were on, speaking of like all the coming out, not coming out, but like. Yeah, so we've all come out. <laughs> nope. Everything that just kind of came out there, like when we were on the first time and I heard you speak about one of your friends very passionately, you know, and like the tears. And I always feel useless when people cry because I'm like, what do I do? What do I say? How do I do this? But the passion you have for your friend, I think that, like, also the sunshine that we showed up with that same night versus like in between us talking about stuff was different than the one. And so it hit hit me kind of like blindsided, like on the side of the head. And it was just like, man. And it immediately made me think a whole lot. And then I texted you. I was like, I I really, and it's hard for me to explain this, but like, I really, really appreciate that about you. Um, But also it made me extremely jealous of not of this person or you, but it's like, where is that? in my life and where is that like with me speaking about other than Daniel <laughs> um, like, dude literally I'm right here right. No, but no, you know no. what I mean where it's like it's like who do I feel that strongly about like you know and who feels that strongly about me and I, I left there like fulfilled but also lacking at the same time kind of a thing but I was it was very candid and I think that's another thing that a lot of us lack with people sometimes is that candid candidness and also the ability or the want to, it's not even with people you know, but with strangers even on, on occasion. Is to, to really connect. Yeah. To really let all of the, because mm-hmm. I mean, honest, we're all trying to make our way through this life business mm-hmm. with as much, you know, sort of dignity or what have you and. You know, I'm failing oh, at that. Right, right. <laughs> Zero I dignity. Did you say God. indignant or was, dignity? Yeah. I'm like, you aren't videotaping me, all right? <laughs> well. Like, snot bubbles. Anyway, um, I... Being able to, in any situation, be able to let some of that down. To let down, you know... Like, I can't imagine what it's like to... I mean, like, 
while I know you cannot imagine what it is like to be a woman, but like to be a man and be in a situation where it's like you're you're told from a very young age that you're not supposed to expose those things, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're told specifically or whether you saw it in a movie or whatever that you're not supposed to you're not supposed to let that stuff out or open up or any of those things. And I think that part of, like as a a child, I was extremely emotional. And that was part of, I mean, those were some of the problems like I had with my dad. He He didn't know how to deal with me. I would cry and he'd be like, okay, go away. And it was actually became a really cool tool whenever I didn't want to put up with my dad. I'd just cry, you know? But now... I do feel fortunate that I it's easy for me to tap into my real true feelings. And like I um I don't know, somebody used to joke about like if only they would like, you know, make me give them five dollars every time I cried, that like I would seriously have a huge retirement plan right now (laughs) um it's gotten better over the years but you know i just i was i you know being able to express yourself and let your guard down and really expose your little soft little belly to people that's authenticity and that's really sharing with somebody and Mm. now i've just done it with everybody who listens to your podcast but i I think there's a lot of power in it because it takes vulnerability and trust right that people won't weaponize that against you i think and, but I found the older I get, the more honest I am with people around me. Like, Hey, I'm really concerned for you. Or I currently, you know, you, Aaron asked me the other day, it's like, man, you were kind of off the other day when I stopped. And so I just told him like, it was really petty. Right. But it was like, here's exactly how I felt at that moment and kind of what was running through my head. And I think hopefully at the, like, that leaves Aaron in a, in a situation where he's like, okay, so it wasn't me. Like it was just this other thing altogether. Cause I wasn't trying to like dodge around. And it's just like, I, um, and that was a small version, but I think trying to approach life more and more with this thing makes me sad or scared or excited and being honest with my wife or my kids or like, I have found life becomes richer because of it and that people are more willing to, share with me as well. And so you're not guessing at things as much anymore. You you know what makes somebody happy or what makes somebody feel comfortable. And that has made, I honestly believe it's made my life richer because of it. You know? Yeah. It's made, it's made me reach out to more people, like especially my kids as they get older. You know, it's one of those things where being a dad, a single dad for a long time and having two kids, you know, a boy and a girl, there's a disconnect with, a lot of times, and you may go through it, it may, you may not, Daniel, um, but like, you know, they become a woman. I know nothing about that. But what I can do is remember to, and in times I'm thinking about her, is to call her or text her and say those can things. Can we be clear that you're talking about your daughter? Because the way you said that made daughter. it sound like, Daniel, you may not know no, about becoming Daniel, a woman. But I mean, <laughs> with, with you having a daughter. <laughs> right, right. But it's like, it's one of those things that whenever I do, and I'm not, I'm not a crier, it's not that I can't. But it's also one of those things I've started to, and I've had to apologize to people at this table, you know, sitting at this table, it happening, you know, like seeing my daughter senior pictures. Woo, that was tough. I mean, it was great, but it was tough. But it's like thinking about those things and being honest and open up enough to do that and to let yourself do it, you know, to feel those things. It's not that I'm not a passionate person. I am very much. I have strong feelings about a whole lot of things, 
But I think that the personality of Aaron, whatever that is, you know, that people may not know outside of just a dork, you know, which I think that's been my shtick for as long as I've had a shtick, you know. But, man, this is really, really going all sorts of places here. Thanks, sunshine. <laughs> this turned into look what I did to look what I rambled on about. But uh, it's... I think that, and this is something you talked about also with other episodes, is being open enough to see things through other people's perspectives, you know, also. But, like, just being more open and honest. Well, we've gotten very serious about this topic. And it it deserves some gravity, I think. But there is a flip side. So it's not just being in touch with the vulnerable soft underbelly, like you said, I think. Mm -hmm. But there's a the, the gain is when you allow yourself to be emotionally uh, available, right. To yourself. (laughs) um, There's also the joyful things. I think you actually experience the joy. Like Mm -hmm. if you're never cold, you're not going to appreciate being warm. Right. And if you're not hot, you're not going to appreciate a cool breeze. And so I think if you appreciate that right now I'm sad or I'm hurt because of this thing, it's actually becomes easier to like, man, things are really, really good right now. And I'm enjoying this. And, the genuine nature of the emotions plays on both sides. And I think life actually becomes more enjoyable to live by just acknowledging the gamut of emotion Mm -hmm. and not focusing on just. Yes. Right. 100%. I think that, uh, I think that we all focus so much on, um, either our jobs or what it is we have to do or why am I not happy instead of being, it's, you know, I be here now, right? Okay, is whatever. But like, if you can stop being so concerned with what's going to happen or so upset about what has happened, you can actually be, be in the present and realize that, God, why, wh- who are we right now? <laughs> anyway, long story short, it's really great to be right here in this moment. I'm sure glad I cried about it. And I feel like... Um, <laughs> I feel like Aaron is going to be a much more open human being as a result yeah. of this. Yeah. A lot of growth. But what I, it's interesting is like, I, it's the same thing that I do though. It's, we play into the comedy of things and we make jokes about things because what we, we first of all, we're uncomfortable and then we're like, oh no, we're going to make you uncomfortable. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and the thing is, is like, that's great and it's true. And it's like, because I have that perspective, I can see it and I know what's actually happening underneath all of that. Not everybody does, Mm -hmm. but I think that, um, just, just being able to be, just being able to be present with people is the most important thing. I I was riding with my son somewhere the other day. I was driving. I was about to say, wait a second. I didn't know. He has a tandem bicycle. Uh, (laughs) No, but we were, we were talking about something in, I don't remember specifically what made me say it, but then after it was said, I was like, this is my new motto for life. But I was just like, let's make right now our favorite memory. You know? And I was like, man, if I did that all the time, like, like why can't this moment be my favorite memory? And then I'm just going to keep building favorite memories Mm -hmm. over and over. And I think that's that it does make me focus more on right this second. If Mm -hmm. I say that, right. Like getting coffee with you at nine o'clock at night, just driving around looking at architecture in town because you love to build houses on Roblox. Like that is a super special memory for me. And I want to build more of those things. And so like making this moment, my favorite memory is probably my tagline for this show. (laughs) 
awesome for yeah. this one in particular. This one. This episode. Yes, this is my favorite memory. <laughs> Crying on but, our show. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I strangely kind of knew that was going to happen, and you're I welcome. I didn't. No, I know, yeah. but we'll get well, into glad. that later. No, it's um, all good. So, my lack of empathy. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm just but, bottle mine up. I just cover it right up. It's not that I don't have it, but I just mask it. It's true because sometimes I'm like, hey, Aaron, you say, I'm like, I'm fine. And I'm like, okay. Because you're, you're really angrily job. eating you that chicken wing. <laughs> I'm going to drive home, not angrily, but do some um, aggressive crying later. So, one thing we like to do at the the end of every show is Aaron's going to ask you, it's not even ask a question. He's going yeah. to start a sentence and you finish it with whatever comes to mind. There are no wrong answers. No wrong answers. Okay. I. What's sad is I don't remember what it is. That's okay. That's why he's going to ask it. Um, so I should have studied and prepared. Well, well we never prepare the, for your show. This episode comes out. <laughs> you, you're going to listen to all 35 of the episodes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Plus whatever happens in between now and then. Okay. Okay. I wish I could. Be like this all the time. There you go. What do you mean by that? Be as open and as vulnerable as I could possibly be. Yeah. Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dotson and Daniel Quinn. Sound designed by Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Hill.